This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Damian Lemon. This is the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Ah, this is In The Conversation. Believe that. We got a good episode today. We got some free thinkers in the building. <laughs> can we can we call ourselves free thinkers? Or is that, I mean, yeah, we free thinkers of more? a different kind. Okay. Oh, yeah, you know definitely of a different kind. <laughs> I got a free thinker in the building. Uh, Wait, hold on. What's up? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Get the people a chance to hit, that, hit that button. Subscribe button, huh? Right there. There you go. There it is. That All was right, nice. Pat. That was nice. You hit that with care. No doubt. All right. Now, this this cat, I, I got a guest in the building. It's a cat I go back with uh, a bit. Uh, cool motherfucker. You know, uh, a you, free thinker. Uh, I would say, you know, top level marketing genius, like a marketing guru, event uh Impresario, if we're gonna do that. Okay. You know what I mean? Queens legend. Uh, good friend of mine. Queen, I want y'all. Queens, by the way, of Uptown. Okay. All oh, right. True indeed. There it go. I want y'all to give it up right now for my man, Adriel Ortiz. Shout out. I said it like we had the motherfuckers. Yo, that you know? was a crazy introduction. Nah, Thank that's you my for guy, that. man. Those, those are, you know, very kind words from a person that I respect and admire, you know? Well, thank Big you, homie right here, you know, we're Word. longtime friends, so. Yeah. Welcome to the conversation, man. Thank How you, you doing? Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I'm doing great. No doubt. We shouted you out last week because I uh, went to the, the 420 Privilege Lafayette jump off. So I was like, I've been saying for a while I wanted to get you in here. Because it's funny, first time I met you, it was interesting. We were, it was uh, me and Vlad, we were doing Comedy on the Hump. We were, we were standing outside. We were Comedy that's on the Hump. Right. That's right. Uh, that's what it was called. Like, Comedy on the hump, with Wednesday the, nights. With the camel, the crazy camel graphic that you guys <laughs> With the did. humpy graphic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no, and we did, have the, we did have a camel graphic, too. But we had, uh, we you know, we used to do Comedy on the Hump every Wednesday at the Laugh Lounge, me and Vlad, years ago. R.I.P. Uh, the Laugh Lounge. Right. And we was old out there. Yeah, old New York, I guess so. Damn, old New I guess so, huh? So we out there <laughs> handing out flyers and shit, and I see this cat and his man, your man from Milwaukee. Steve. Steve, shout out to Steve. Shout out to Steve. Yeah, shout out to Steve. And then uh, they was coming up, and you and Vlad went to high school together. I went to high school with Vlad, yeah. Right. Wow. So that was the wild little coincidence. But the thing is, it's hilarious, because I see him there, Yeah. and I'm like, oh shit, you know, Vlad's always putting on a show, every chance he got. In school. Right. What kind of show? Magic tricks and all types of crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah. And I just think, where does he find the time to do all this shit? I can barely, you know, get to school on time and do, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. It's like I'm too busy doing dumb shit. But, you know, he was being productive early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was performing. Yeah. He was the in, in the hallway on the corner where we were cutting class and shit and that type position. of stuff. He was a yeah, he magician, was, huh? And he's <laughs> David, David Blaine. Blaine yeah. and he was funny. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and he was the homie. You know, he was in our circle of friends. So it was, you know, it was like, yo, Vlad, just do some shit for this kid right here. Show right. him, show him that you're the man, real quick. Right. Like, you know, we got a magician on deck right now. Wow. <laughs> this is our wizard of the crew. That's funny. What's so, funny is, I, okay, <laughs> yeah, but that's 
That's oh, how I you saw knew. You. Yeah. I saw I saw you with Vlad and I was like, oh, this is gonna be good because Vlad's a funny dude. Yeah. Right, right. But right. I gotta tell something about that night. Um Vlad just kept laughing the whole night. Why what happened? He kept he kept laughing at his own jokes. Oh <laughs> where? Like, yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> that was so funny. Shout man. out to Vlad. Yeah, El, big shouts to Vlad. Yo. He's doing El big Capitan. things. Yeah, he's yeah, doing his no thing. Doubt. I never seen him do magic before. I think he kind of put I'm, the magic I in I guarantee him. you he can still do all that shit. I'm sure he no, could. Vlad be, Vlad be holding <laughs> shit back. Yeah. yeah. Vlad always that holding back. That was the thing that, uh, that was like, look at Vlad, yo. He's like, you know, he would hang out and shit, but, you know, you, you talk to people or whatever. You don't really know. You know, you go to school, you see people every day. You don't really right. know much about them. And then one day he just started doing all these magic tricks. I'm like... These are really good. Like, what the fuck? Yo? Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he be holding yeah, back. Dope. It was good. Cool. <laughs> I don't even have nothing to add to. I've never seen him do magic. I'm going to do I've, some crazy I've magic I've passed my magic face. Right, I feel like, I think I asked him. He was like, I don't really do that anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm not into the magic thing. We got to ask him. At, at Vlad, see if he still does magic. Um, but then from there, so met you there. Yeah, we you you yeah. guys were doing the show that night. We were doing the and show. You guys had a they had yeah the comedy on the hump was really cool. Right, and we we did the. Uh, These were the MySpace days. It might have wow. been. Yeah, it was early. It MySpace, was definitely the MySpace. MySpace. Days. MySpace. Put Just a to put a perspective on things. Yeah, no doubt. We did, the re- we did the good recession survivor situation. Oh my god! I got yeah. that still on tape. That was a good look. But then from there. Somehow we got cool. I wound up. Where were you at before? I know you were doing your own radio. You were doing DTF radio. At yeah, one point. I was doing a radio show called The Cypher. Right. And I was helping with um, artist recruitment right. and DJs and stuff. And at the time, I was, you know, action still wasn't popular. Right. Or wasn't really known. And that was my way of using that as a platform or an outlet right. to get him. In the, you know, in that world, so, so to Action speak. Bronson, right? Action Bronson. Right. So, okay, that's who put me I, on the Action Bronson. That was so, lost. Like, yeah, who was Action? Right, right, right. What, 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 action? What do you mean? Yeah, right. So Bronson. then that's how that mm-hmm. came about because the intention was I was like, you know, I didn't really see myself as a personality. Right. So, I'm more of a behind the scenes person. But I was like, you know, I'll do this to help me get this done. Right. And it worked. Yeah. It worked. It was a lot of you were. A lot of I think work, you though. was at Frank. Then you were. Oh no, yeah. you were at the Frank spot. Then you yeah. were doing that. The chop shop. The chop shop. Then um, <laughs> the earpiece. Right, because then. Um, what are all these places? Well, the Frank's chop shop is a. Uh, it was a barber shop, but that was Frank One Fifty One, right? Yeah, it was. It had the magazine. Yeah. Right, owned by the magazine. Okay, right. so the magazine had a, a cultural a, hub. Yeah, magazine. Frank One Fifty One was a cool culture magazine. Yeah. That was a small. Old pitch. from back, it's been around forever. Yeah, the old, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It was, but it was, it was old when I first got here. It was like the cutting edge shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So then they had what the chop shop, which was a barber shop. It was a barber shop. Okay, low east side. It was like the retail thing. So I used right. to work with um, the hat brand, mm-hmm. and I ended up we had working. like the razor blade. Right, and I used to do the sales for the hat brands at trade shows. And then I ended up, you know, they needed someone at the store. I would cover, and then I ended up staying at the store more and more and more. And then so I was at the store all the time. Right. <laughs> and then being there, you know, it was a hub. So a lot of people came by. We got right. to meet a lot of people. We would bring a lot of people there as well. I used to get Bronson to get haircuts there, and a lot of f- homies that now are doing all types of crazy shit all over the world. Yeah, right. Adriel's a connector. We put things no together. So then the earpiece was a. Uh, uh, 
internet radio show. This is when internet radio was still cracking over at PNC. At Shout studio. out to A King. Shout out to A King. Word. Shout and out to uh, Linda Lights. Linda Lights. Shout out to uh, what's your name? Oliver. Daisy Oliver. Yeah. The whole there was a whole crew. We had a whole little team together, yeah. like a whole little media team, and we were. After I did that, I kind of got the bug for it, and I didn't want to stop because I felt like that was my contribution. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I had pooled such a big, you know, I had a big pool of artists now all these young guys and they were like looking to me like oh you know i need an outlet and this and that so you know we use the earpiece radio show to keep it going Mm -hmm. with my vision completely and that's how when we were doing the dtf thing damien was a guest Mm -hmm. but i wanted to have damien on more often Mm. which is part of the things that i feel like we had a little bit of differences because i feel like i saw i had a little more foresight on certain aspects so I wanted to control everything, and that's what I did. And Damien started was involved more. Mm-hmm. When I remember listening back to some of those episodes, I would crack up because like we were talking some nonsense. You know, yeah. same thing you guys are doing so now. So y'all the original conversation. I, I guess. Kind of. Well, we, we all been conversating right, for years. I mean, I'm you just know, saying. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That's where you, you, you jumped off in, in that your, was one of the, your radio, I always your knew radio was, career. I always knew because I knew he was going to be famous. How you know that? Tell, how, well, I, how you know I that? I could tell. I could tell. I knew he had there was something about him that you know to me stood was different. I mostly I had never met someone that was a professional comedian, and from that night, you know, let's keep it real. It was like me, me and Steve. It was a couple people and there. three other people, yeah. <laughs> and they treated it like yeah. it was a full room. Yeah, right. and like a hundred, like as if a hundred, you know, and that mm-hmm. I respected that because I was like, you know what. He's about this shit. Right. That to me, I was like, one way or another, he's going to do what he was saying he's going to do. So I always knew that. And, you know, I thought it was cool. I wanted to be a part of it right. and help as much as I could. No doubt. No doubt. What's up? Thank you. Yeah. So we did that. Then you yeah. had the fuck what you heard. Right. Because that came from the, from the earpiece, which the, was Action yeah. Bronson's first headline show in New York. Yeah. Tammany Hall. Tammany Hall. R.I.P. Yeah. All these places are gone. Everybody's wow. gone. We still around. Santos is a rap. Santos Man. is a rap. Yeah. And um, yeah. we would use the showcase to give the, the people, these you know artist kids and artist guys that were coming up or you know groups, bands, whatever an opportunity to perform at a nice place with a good crowd, not some, you know, badly produced showcase, open mic, quote unquote thing. A bringer. So we would, you know, we would go, we would make an effort to make the thing, you know, dope and official and well, and you know, good lineups and combination of different types of music and, the way the music flowed, which artists were, you know, we right. took, we put a lot of thought into it. So it be, the the spot wasn't expecting it to be a big turnout because it was a Tuesday night and it was pouring, right. torrential downpour. And I think we brought out like three to 400 people, some crazy shit like that. They were understaffed. They had to call people to come in. <laughs> yeah. like, it was insane. And then off of the strength of that, at the time, how we got to the earpiece was because mm. I met Get Live. Mm. So Get Live would tell me. You met him up there? At- well, we got introduced by mutual friends at a Nike party. It's DJ, DJ Get Live. Shout so out to DJ, DJ Get Live, right. Shout out to DJ Get Live. So mm-hmm. Get Live 
and I met right around when I was, you know, when Bronson was gaining some traction. Right. So he he would be, you know, we would break the records together. You know, we started growing the building's relationship. Mm -hmm. And then um, he was leaving the radio show. He gave me his slot. Mm -hmm. We would start. So he helped me curate the showcases. Okay. And then eventually, you know, we added the mixtape element mm -hmm. to the showcases. So I would, I would tell him, I was like, you know, let's take these songs by our friends and show them what they're going to sound like when the DJ cuts them up and plays them and blends them and does all this crazy shit that they probably never imagined people were going to do with their music. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah. let's do it for the homies. And yeah. it was really all about just getting our friends' music out and giving them the best representation that I could. Word. That was dope. It was a hell of an outlet. What was interesting to me is, like I said, when I first met you, you're already on your path for the most part. And I see how you've moved from company to company, done a lot of marketing, a lot of events, and things like that. And it's always fully formed. You know how to bring the people out. But my question is, how did you start? Was it formal? Did you go to school for the? How did you get into this? And how did you <clears> make this? This lane for yourself, which which part of it? Just just everything because you know because it all intertwines, right? And you do a lot of different shit, but it all kind of I always together. make sure that it comes together, right? So I don't have to make <laughs> too much of an effort. As a matter of fact, I, I mean, I, listen, I'm really lazy. That's what it all comes down to. I'm really lazy. Like I like to do shit really easily and work with the least amount of effort as possible mm -hmm. and the maximum impact. Right. So that's what it's all about. But you do that by bringing the, your strong suits. Yeah, and, the, and the, I play the strong I, connections I, that already is, work. It's I I leave it to the pros. How would you describe what you do if you had to tell somebody what what you did? I I, I made it up. I was like I just do like lifestyle and cultural marketing, right? And strategic par partnerships, right? But you know I can if I wanted to I could do artist development because you know we did that with Bronson, did it with Get Live, right? And still doing it with Get Live, and just bunch of. But it's all marketing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's all in the end. At the end of the day, it's really me just making people buy shit that they don't really need, mm. convincing mm. people to do that. Right, right. Mm. It's not anything really. I'm not saving the world. I was. Mm. I don't think. But I definitely am. You know, making it sound better with some music and shit. <laughs> now you're getting it off, man. No doubt. So you're getting it off. It's a lot of people that's trying to. You get that shit off. So I was like, you know. What do you think? Like you see, you know, marketing. I mean, I went to school for some for communications and shit. Okay, but you, I, the ideas, you kind, you know, they kind of came on their own. You know, right. The whole Bronson thing, like I said, it was, you know, he's my friend. Right. I know him a very long time. I just wanted to make sure that nobody was one playing my friend because mm -hmm. I was gonna fuck him up, right. <laughs> or, and at the same time, make sure that my friend didn't look bad. Right. And he had that, and when I knew that he was fine, I stepped away. Mm. That's what's up. You know, and then I moved on to focusing on myself and what I needed to do for mm -hmm. my career and what what's gonna make me happy and you know make me progress on my own. You know. That's what's up. That's what's up. So you know, we we get live. We work on all these other. You know, we work on events to where I think you know to showcase his talents mm -hmm. 
to people and you know we do all this other stuff it's still some of the same stuff with breaking records and developing artists mm -hmm. like right now we just broke these kids called que lo que boys like they brought us a record oh, what you say they're called the que lo que boys que lo que yeah these that's spanish spanish dominican oh. guys what that mean it means que lo que is kind of, i guess you could say it's like uh what's up right. or what what like we would normally be like yo what what okay. like you know que lo que what up que lo que Okay. So, is that is the same KLOK that does the party uptown, or is that two different things? Because there's a KLOK party that, that I'm not sure. Okay, if, I think it's separate. Okay. but they got that song. It's called KLOK, KLOK, KLOK. Dímelo, dímelo, dímelo. And go. so they brought us the record, and uh -huh. the record had I think like two or three thousand views on YouTube, and we uh -huh. started playing it at the New York New York party that we curate and mm -hmm. put together, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call that, you know that we program. And within a month and a half or some shit like that, it was almost at like 130,000 plays. Wow. So now their next record came out, and within three or four days, they had 160,000 views and plays and whatever. So we kind of have our hands involved in a mm -hmm. lot of the stuff that goes on and mm. still break records and develop artists and still work with a lot of people and a lot of different aspects of marketing mm -hmm. that all tie in together because it all ties into the nightlife, mm -hmm. ties into music, mm -hmm. culture stuff, and then all these people all want to wear clothes and look good doing it. Right. <clears throat> so it all works in. Right. So, and then, you know, you need to throw events to let people know that you have clothes and a brand, mm -hmm. and you need to let the music people know that you have clothes and a brand and vice versa. So it's all, yeah, it's all... A big mix. Hmm. If, I guess that's the best way to sum it all up. Nah, that's what's up. You know? Yeah. Uh, what do you think most people go wrong trying to do what you do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it, it's... it's that's, that's... There's so many... So many ways to fuck it all up. Because I've seen so many people do it. And... Because there's so many things that can go wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Like... You can start working at a major brand and, you know, you guys have to activate something every week and mm. it's in a major nightclub and you can end up becoming a fucking alcoholic or a drug addict or, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. Because you have all these things easily accessible right. all the time. You're not spending money for them. You're not doing, like, there's people kissing your ass constantly. Right. Giving you all types of shit. So I think the, the best thing I could say is excess. Mm. Okay. So I mean, for don't, the don't get excessive with anything. So for for people who are out there listening, um, on your day to day right now, mm -hmm. what is it that you do? Um, well, I send a lot of emails. <laughs> 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 That's number one. It's a lot of communicating. It's just a lot of communicating with a lot of different people. For, for, different... for the DJs and then right. for... Right, so it's different elements. It depends on what the, the major focus is mm -hmm. at the moment. For example, we had Damien mention the 420 event. Mm -hmm. For two weeks, nobody could talk to me about anything else. If you weren't talking to me about that and contributing to that, mm -hmm. didn't really care to hear about it because I had a deadline that I had to meet. So, so you doing that four twenty twenty event was with the store, yeah, privilege with privilege. Um, privilege is the clothing brand that I do the lifestyle marketing and strategic partnerships for. Privilege so you got Lafayette. privilege. You got DJ uh, Get Live. Get Live. Lafayette. And, 
Lafayette, which is another clothing brand um, uh -huh. tied in with Privilege. Mm -hmm. And then New York, New York, New York, New York, which is our clothing, which is our <laughs> weekly party that Get Live and I started that turned into a collection of clothing collection inspired mm -hmm. by New York and, you know, New York life. Bam. What's up? No so doubt. yeah, that's my my so day to day, day, is day like, emailing right. heavy. Yeah, no, no. Nah, I just wanted I wanted people to understand like currently right. what it is that you're working on. No, I get it because it's yeah. a lot. It's so much shit. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, because you know, what I'm saying <laughs> it's like yeah, we sent some emails and like man, I sent emails too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly. I already know. So I, I know you know the hustle. It's, right. It's like Damien said, we out here for the hustle Olympics. Is what was it 2008 already? Something like that. <laughs> Ten years. A while ago, so yeah. so you you're. So, like privilege in Lafayette and all that stuff is like be, would be considered streetwear. Yeah, it's two Japan-based New York streetwear brands. Nice. So they're inspired by elements of New York streetwear mm -hmm. and culture, but based in Japan. So, in the state of streetwear as it is now, like you know, first time I heard streetwear was probably like two thousand six. Really? No, I'm, I was slow to the. I mean, you know, I you was. Didn't, you've never heard of Vision Streetwear back in the day? No, I never really? heard of Vision Streetwear today. <laughs> but I'm Shit, saying I came. Bad. I came from. I came from Miami. I came here. Okay. You know, then I was inside of. There a, was people wearing. Listen, Vision listen, 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 Miami. listen. Don't, but don't I was blaming on I was, Miami. I was wearing polo. <laughs> I was wearing polo. Okay, you know that's what different. different. That's so different. it was a different. Like streetwear that. was different. So when I got here, for broke people. When I got here, I was inside of a building. So, you know what I'm saying, gotcha. working and, and doing corporate shit here, there, mm -hmm. by as they skip with, with the brand brands. So it wasn't until I left outside of that building and and got with my man who owned the store World on Christie. He had uh, his own- Dallas, yeah, right? Yeah, Dallas. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Dallas at World NYC on Christie. That's when I discovered that it was a thing. Streetwear. I mean, I've seen Supreme and all that shit, but I didn't know mm -hmm. what it was classified as. Just know, okay. Right, gotcha. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't even remember. I remember all of those places, but I feel like the streetwear title, like that that genre. Yeah, it didn't become a real big thing. It didn't become until, like a yeah, word until like around. So the that, internet. Yeah, The yeah, internet yeah, yeah. blew it up around, you know, early 2000s. Yeah. It right. was just spots. Right. It was places you go to. You go go to that spot <laughs> over there. They got fly shit. You right. go to this right. spot. Literally, yeah. But like now go to that neighborhood for this type of shop. Right now, with like I guess with Supreme and what Virgil is doing, and you know, all of these big mainstream brands are, are so all over streetwear now. What do you feel like the state of that segment is? I mean, I in pers personally, mm -hmm. I I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know, I think it's great. I think it's great that something that used to be so small and so obscure and I guess esoteric or whatever is now worldwide and is taking me personally places that I never thought I was going to go for work right? or that I, you know, imagined I would, but became a reality sooner than expected. Right. So I'm, I think, you know, nothing ever remains the same. No doubt. So as long as you can accept that, nothing's ever going to bother you for the way it is because if 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 you really appreciate something you want it to evolve you right. want it to grow you want it to you know eventually be a little something more what's some of the places you feel like uh it has taken you that you didn't expect 
for, oh, I've been to Japan and I'm going to go all over Asia and, you know, I've been, you know, I've done things and this, you know, I've been all over the country on tours and stuff with, you know, uh, with Get Live, with Bronson. We've done all kinds of things that I never thought I was going to do. I mean, my dad used to tell me that hip hop was going to end the way disco did. Right. Mm. Since 87. <laughs> right. You know, I know I'm dating myself crazy on nah, this show nah, today. Disco, but um disco had a demise. So you know, yeah, <laughs> that's my that's what my dad used to tell me. And then when I remember the first time I heard Hey Ya mm -hmm. in Key Food. Right. <laughs> it's like two worlds colliding. Literally. Yeah, key food. Yeah. Literally, yeah. because I was like, you know, I there was places you know, I'm right. sure you guys know from being in corporate environments that you couldn't play hip hop back right. in the day. Right. You couldn't work in a mailroom I mean, and play hip hop at Credit Suisse or right. you know, one of these crazy big law firms like Lehman Brothers or some shit like that. Because if somebody walked the wrong person walked into the mailroom and heard that stuff, right. you'd get written up, fired, whatever. You but were controversial. But we was kinda at vibe, so it was like <laughs> we was playing that, shit that, that was the workplace. Yeah, we, we was different. So, but no, nah, I hear you. I I remember that. We talked about it not too long ago. I remember hearing uh, Meth and Mary in the Tommy Hilfiger store, even though right. Tommy embraced hip hop. Right. But just to be in a store shopping and you heard Meth and Man and Mary. Well, I was shy. I was I was boosting, <laughs> but I boosting. was in a store and I was I was engaging with the product. And uh, you hearing the shit, the explicit version. It was blew my oh, mind. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Like, and then yeah. I, you know, I grew up. With my parents or my mother specifically, mm -hmm. and my father somewhat was, you know, they didn't want me listening to rap music because it was a bunch of, you know, bad words and curses and right. shit mm -hmm. and you know whatever that they were like, you know, it wasn't considered music. Right. They didn't think it was because, and also my parents are immigrants, so they came to this country with their own culture and their own shit. And right, so they're like, right. you know, this American stuff, like yeah. my mom is really not receptive of anything American at all. And wait, where y'all where y'all from? <laughs> with Dominican. My, Dominican. my parents are mm -hmm. both Dominican, but my father's very Americanized in comparison to my mother. Right. Really? Yeah, my and um the way I grew up, we left the Heights, mm -hmm. left Washington Heights uptown in the early 90s mm -hmm. to Queens mm -hmm. to an all white, you know, Irish Italian neighborhood uh. and people were shocked that I spoke English. Hilarious. <laughs> and I would be like, "What?" And they were asking me, "Yeah, so you must be Puerto Rican cuz you speak English." And I'd be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean that, that don't make sense. So I would tell them I'd be like, "No, I'm from Dominican Republic." They're like, "What's that?" From where, and that right. that conversation yeah. was right. That I mean, was the topic of conversation all the way from 1991 till about 2003. I mean, back in yeah. those days, back in those days, it was very simplistic. It was yeah. like where I'm from in Miami. If you spoke Spanish, you was Cuban, right. no matter Miami. what. And so in the New York, and you, conversely, you were conversely, you right. were Puerto Rican. You were Puerto Rican. <laughs> right. Like if you was in LA, you was Mexican. Right. It's right. just like exactly. period. That's just it. And right. if you were anywhere else, you were just Mexican, period, in right. the United States. You know what I mean? Outside of L.A. Uh, yeah. And it's so everywhere else is just like, yeah, those Mexicans. Right. right. Those are just the different Mexicans. Right. Right. Island right. Mexicans. <laughs> Mexicans from a whole different island. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's so, funny. Whole different continent. So, and that, shouts to Juju, though, because Juju was like the first Dominican rapper right. 
Queens. I was like, oh my God, thank God, like something, <laughs> getting some sort of a break. I yeah, was like, representation. My whole thing was like, I just don't want to keep explaining this shit to everyone I have right. to have a conversation with. Nah, I, you I, never I, went along <laughs> with the, he's Puerto Rican. He was like, no, I definitely didn't. No, mom would never go with that. I can't. I, I lived in Dominican Republic till I was about six or seven years right. old. Got a record. So I feel very Dominican. You know, right. I, I, my, my, Culture is very a part, much a part of my life and right. my upbringing, and uh -huh. even to today, like I still I consider myself to be very much a Dominican person. Let me ask but you a question: If I go back there, they're like, "No, it's a New York guy." No, this yeah, is yeah American. No matter yeah. no matter how Dominican I am, how much Spanish I speak, because I speak what? I spoke Spanish before English. Right. They don't give a shit. They can tell I'm from New right. York. Right. You from what part of Dominican Republic? Uh, I personally, I grew up in the capital, Santo Domingo. Okay, Santo Domingo. And my my family is from Santiago, mm -hmm. and from different um, like con country parts or countryside right, no, no, no. towns. And I was just trying to get a Santiago, feel. which is really deep, like country, you know, farms no, not, and shit. No, I understand. I was just trying to get a, a sense of if you were from the city. Dominican yeah, I'm, I'm from the city. My stepmother my is from the country, from the, from the mountains of. Right, my family's yeah. roots is, aren't in the city, but I I was fortunate enough to live in the city right. by the time I had to live there. But I spent nights in my great-grandfather's crib that had dirt floors and shit like that. Right. But my great-grandfather also had like 50 acres of land. Right. <laughs> and his house was, you know, a bunch of different small houses that were for certain things. Like, you know, there was one room, one house that you just went in to eat. Mm -hmm. There was one that they that cooked in. Yeah, there was one house that they just slept in. Like, right. so yeah, my he had a vision. That's my fly great grandfather. Shit. <laughs> you know, my great grandfather was a real big farmer, and back there, and in the times of the dictator in Dominican Republic from the 30s to the 60s, mm -hmm. it was uh, very socialist. So the farmers were the elite. Mm -hmm. So my grandfather back there, when I I didn't even know any of this shit until. <laughs> I mentioned one of my my great grandfather's names to someone else, an older guy from Dominican Republic mm -hmm. that happened to be from over there. He's like, "Yeah, I heard about your grandfather." And shout him out, so yeah, cats listening. Juan like, Cava, oh, R.I.P. Shit. My great my great grandfather. Some people listen, like, Ooh, listen, yo, Juan listen. Yo, he lived he lived till like ninety five years old and smoked a hand rolled cigar every day mm. that he picked from his backyard and tobacco leaves that he grew himself. That's fly. So that's, that's locally so don't believe all the shit that they tell you about all this. What they tell you about what did, what cancers did they and all these oh. things that people created that are killing us and killing humanity. My great grandfather smoked a fucking cigar yeah, every day from his farm. From his farm, not that's what from, I mean. Not from R.J. Reynolds, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> they got what I mean. And and he ate everything from his own. You know, yeah. ate meat, ate whatever. You know. Made his own shit. That's, that's, Died a natural cause. That's, that's that's like when the old people say, you know, pork ain't never killed nobody. Yeah, that's the old pork. <laughs> yeah, the old pork, <laughs> not that new shit. That new new, <laughs> that new new's no good for you. <laughs> Let me ask you, why do you think your father was more Americanized than your mother? Like, what what was it that uh, pulled him into American culture more? I don't know. I wish I knew. I ask myself the same thing all the time. Okay, all right. You know, my, my dad's a pretty complex dude, I like to think. Say, mm -hmm. like myself, so much, I mm -hmm. get that from my dad, too, which is the only reason why I think I can say, I have the right to say that. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't, honestly, I don't know. I think it's just 
it's something deeper there that mm-hmm. we, I wouldn't even want to bore you guys with. Uh, well, you know, ain't gonna be boring. <laughs> ain't gonna be boring. Don't worry about that. But you know what? <laughs> you know what I'm Since we on our free thinker wave, I got another free, free thinker thinking. in the building. Uh, yeah, come on over to the to the table, pop. It's all about free thought today. Join the round nah, table. Nah, you could, I mean, if you feel like speaking to the people, or we gonna put you on the spot. Come speak to the people. Oh, you just we participate need, we, we as you chair. like. We need a chair. Participate as you like. Ali, why don't you introduce this uh, this young man that's coming to the table? Ladies and gentlemen, you know what I'm saying? We want to introduce you know, a good friend of ours. Uh, Dub P is in the building. What's up, Dub? What up? <laughs> what up? What up, Dub? Good to meet you. You know what I'm saying? He go way Good back with you. us, you know what I mean? He's, a, he's, he's a, 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 a New Yorker, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Last actually, of the dying breed. I actually think I was going to be in. You in. But you, <laughs> yeah, but you, you, in. In. you, you in, in the conversation. In the conversation you pop. F- fucked around and came in the building, you got to be in the conversation. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You bring. Wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. We want to chop it up with you, man. Uh, Toe said he might come up here too, though. Uh-oh. Oh, Uh-oh. shit. Turn it into a round table. Goddamn conversation <laughs> party. You're crazy. He must have, you know, the... Uh, <laughs> The hey, sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Our sponsor. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, well, how you been, man? How you doing, man? I'm chilling, man. Uh, I haven't been in New York since October. So, oh, okay. well, I'm lying. I came for like a hot second in January, but, you know, that was like a fast forward. So, uh-huh. got here Saturday, and um, I'm here until Monday. Okay. No doubt. And I, I caught the good weather. Yeah, you no caught, a, you caught the good right weather. Time, brother. You caught the conversation. Happy about caught the that. Caught the conversation. Yeah, yeah man. Um, yeah, so everything is pretty mellow. How's New York feeling to you since you've been away? How's it's, it feel I, to be back? I, I feel like a local outsider. Uh, yeah, because uh, it's the first time I've been back and not in my own space. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, all like, right. I'm, I'm kind of couch surfing, you mm. know what I mean? And uh, yeah, so it's... It's different. It still feels like New York, though. Okay. Like, after the first 48 hours, I'm like, all right, cool, I'm home. You got it. You know what no. I mean? Like, uptown was uptown, and mm-hmm. I just got on the train and all of that. And so, you know, mm-hmm. it so. was weird being in that office um, here uh-huh. uh, because, so, I work at if I'm allowed to say that. You yeah, allowed you to say allowed. whatever yeah, you yeah, want yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah, nah, so it's just weird being in that office, and they, they got a little bit more insight into like obviously where I'm at and where I've been. So forgive me, I could bring you up to speed, but the the campus is such a flat, like manicured, like artificial utopia. Right. You know? In New York City? No, out in <laughs> Oh, wow. And so being in that same kind of idea, because design-wise they try to set it up the same way, it just mm-hmm. doesn't feel that way because you walk outside and you're in New York. You know what right. I mean? So that was kind of jarring at first, but... Um, yeah, so it's just, it's cool, uh-huh. you know. Um happy I got a decent stretch out here, though. No doubt. You know, settle in for a hot second before I got a dip. So we've been talking a lot about old New York and streetwear and, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, and, and, you know, some of the old spots. And I know you 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 were a streetwear type of kid when you when you came about. Will was, Will came in, we were working at Vibe. Yeah. And um, he came in as a as intern when you were at Ohio State, right? Will came through... As an intern with a hardcover resume, <laughs> that's the type of overachiever Will is. Will came through with a full on the shit hat. It was a book, but it was a resume. I said, "Damn, this nigga, want my job?" 
Nah, he he came through. Not even was, bond paper. Nah, it nah was, he it came was real in, hardcover. He, he came. It was the golden era. Like yeah. it was a lot going on when you came through. Yeah. So, but he went on to do big things. Went on to Nike and uh, uh, then you know ad agencies and shit like that. But you fit right into the conversation what we're talking about with the streetwear and you know and and forward thinking, forward thinking, mm. marketing minds, marketing you know I mean? minds, creative. You, uh, I mean, can we talk? You designed the uh, Pharrell uh, website, Pharrell Williams website. Can we say that, or can yeah, we can cut that out. I, that, but, that, I think that could be said. I man, think the embargo on that, okay, has been released. So that's so you got embargoes. That's, that's what you know. That, you doing big you, shit. You're Damn, you're big family. shit. You're got embargoes. Whole, whole country well, and it's shit. About, yeah. It's about two years old now. So like, once you can put it on your portfolio and on the website, you, you can you can talk about it. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I, me and five or six other people that um, my partner and I put together, you know, worked on that project. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, over there. That's dope. Yeah, the course of about a year. Uh-huh. Um, do you want me to? Talk oh, your shit. No, 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 I don't know. I don't know how much I you mean, can say. I just want to have you at the table, man, because I think both of y'all are super forward thinking, very creative. I know I've been saying this free thinker thing because that's been in the ether a bit. Yeah, I mean, you know. With your man, Yay. Which Yay, kind we're gonna, of We're going to get into our Yay conversation, but I definitely, you know, we brought you to the table, so we wanted to give him a, you know, at uh, least. Intro. A, a little intro, a little piece of who you are, so it gives a perspective. So you know? everybody okay. know who the fuck talking to. Right. And oh, shit. okay. You know and, shit. Yeah. and shit. And shit. And then we're going to proceed to talk <laughs> shit. So, you, so you want a CV moment? If that's no, what no, you, we, we did it. I we, we, we did it. We did it. We did it. We did that. We got yeah, you covered. We, we got yeah, you covered. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. We, right. we did it in small talk. Yeah, so you know okay. what I mean? Cool. All right. This wanna... ain't the LinkedIn podcast. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah. We are. Yeah, we good. Square yeah, up. Yeah, nah, nah, you got it. Nah, nah, nah. We don't want that. We cool. We cool. We got liquor at the table. You know, we having a good time. Anyway. So, I mean, but since we talking about it, what the fuck do y'all think about this Kanye shit? What? Which part? I mean, I guess it's unfurling. I mean, I mean, it really boils down to to a specific thing: him and making America great, and Donald Trump and his, you know, his views on, you know, aligning himself with that particular movement. Did you Did you guys hear the song? Which, Which one? one? Yeah. The one Yay versus the people. The one with T. I did. I did. Yeah. What'd you think? I don't like it. I didn't like it either. I, I just think I why, think why not though? What? I'm gonna tell you why I didn't like it. Uh, I didn't like it because one, I know Ti and I know Kanye, right? Mm. Not personally, but through the music, right? And it sounds, you know, of course, to do that song, you have to sit down and you know write the parts out individually, then the other guy writes his parts or whatever. And I just didn't like how how um, not forced, but it just seemed like you know it didn't seem natural. It didn't mm-hmm. seem like. T.I. was really flowing like T.I. Right. He wasn't really saying. He was talking. Think, he was talking, but I think. Did that, though? That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think did, he did. did this is just what I'm saying. So it's like it yeah, felt. Yeah, I think he was just reading something. It uh, felt. That's how it felt. It felt fake. It didn't feel like motherfuckers really having message? a debate. It didn't feel like saying? they was off book enough. Fuck the message. This is music. This is music, and I want to feel that shit, and I want to feel T.I. spitting. I think, I, I think what part of it was though that people want to hear what Kanye has to say. I don't. You don't. Mm-mm. But I don't think T.I. would have performed those no, verses I'm, I'm if with he that. didn't feel 
that that was probably his natural response to the things that right. Kanye. I wouldn't be surprised if Ti wrote that shit, yeah. and, I, and not, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. either. But you know? no, just, right? I'm just it's, a, a, it's. I feel like it's a natural response, right? What, but what Ti was saying, I feel is like what everybody's thinking, right? Mm. I mean, and those I are think, the things that people were saying, yeah. and I and I think know? that was the point. Let's let's do this record in conjunction with what people are thinking versus what I want to say, and I, I mean, you know. I thought conceptually, because just standing away from it, just looking at it as the music that was made, like the idea of music as a meme, right? So you just said that. Mm -hmm. Him almost in real time mm -hmm. creating a song in reflection to the things that people right. were talking about just 24 hours before Isn't that, that kind of crazy, though? That's kind of ill. And it might but be ill. I just wasn't entertained. That, that was designed into the entire rant. Right. You can't make a song that well. Right. You know, in or I mean, you probably could, right. but I have to imagine that there was some forethought, right? Inside right. of it all, oh, that's what for I'm saying. Sure. I feel know? like I feel like there was months of thought, right, that and went into that. That had to go into it, and then they dropped a video today on the Kanye West site with where oh, there's a video to it. It's a video, oh, not a music video, but a video of Ti and Ye in the room together with a couple other people Working on the having song. this conversation. Okay. Like, just got well, that sent to me, so I like Jay Z it. title conversation. Yeah, and and it's like you know what I'm saying this this is the thing that I don't like about, and I don't hate to you know what I'm saying even talk about Ti in this because it's a Kanye conversation. All right. This is the thing that I, I really don't like because when Ti is really spitting, he's just letting it loose. Like you know what I'm saying. He mm. just, like I reason I started like a Ti in the beginning was he was a type of rapper. He didn't need an intro to the song. Motherfucker beat come on. He just start spazzing, doing what the fuck he do. You know what I'm saying. In this in this particular iteration of Ti, the Martin Luther Ti. He's, you know, saying he's very calculating and thoughtful in his thoughts, and he's putting it together, and he's taking his time and saying the words, and it feel it doesn't feel natural. Like in the conversation with him and Ye on that particular record, it didn't feel like he was. That's why. That's why when you said it felt like somebody else wrote it, it just felt like he was reading that shit. It didn't I feel, definitely felt like he was talking, reading. And not rapping. Right. I feel like the song wasn't really, like you said, it wasn't meant for entertainment. Right. It was more about making a point. It's propaganda. So we were talking about before we got on air, and I said it was like he's going to kill himself making a point. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to die making his point. It's like, we get it, Kanye. We understand that you you're, you are a very forward-thinking person, like you were saying, who knows if Kanye sees forty years into the future? But it's like, my man, relax. Yeah, but I, I think I, I'm not. I don't have a problem with free thought. I don't have a problem with a motherfucker feeling however the fuck they feel. I don't care about none of that shit. Like you know, what I'm saying if I agree, I agree. If I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't put no embargoes on people's thoughts. It's yeah. just he's not necessarily just free thinking. He's He's, he's making, got an agenda. He's making a point to align himself with a movement that's already there. You know what I'm saying? So Donald, I love Donald Trump, and I'm going to align myself with this situation that's already out of the train station. You know what I'm saying? Feel like Chris Jenner to me. Mm. Oh, shit. <laughs> you feel like it's stunts. I feel like it's a stunt. And no, I'm not even, that's not even a shot because I think. No, it's not a shot. Personally, I, mean, I think Chris Jenner is going to go down the Hall of Fame mm -hmm. in some type of, you know what I'm saying, category of, of, of players, re, players re, ball. reorganizing, <laughs> restructuring Shit. the difference between reality and fiction and media. 
she, she started a, an entire industry on her own. Exactly. She started an entire different industry that didn't exist. So with him coming out with this particular thing, you know what I'm saying, he goes on TMZ, which is their native media outlet. <laughs> it's just so crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what, what I'm saying? It's like Kanye on TMZ? today. But oh, what, what happened to Kanye? Like he I, was, he I, I was, it was so much hope. <laughs> the clickbait of all of this. I'm you with you. You know what I mean? You it's have been to. hard to hide from because obviously but people you are screen like grabbing and sharing the tweets, and you you can't get to a table without someone wanting to discuss right. what's mm. been right. happening. Because it's so, so I'm late to a lot of the new ideas. But intentionally, I get it. I mean, he he's, like again, in the school of Chris Jenner, they are motherfucking causing a scene. And motherfuckers are paying attention. They are clicking. They are watching. I mean, they are talking. talking. We're talking. You know so. what I'm saying? And that's the whole point of all this shit. That's the whole point. Donald Trump is following that. That program, you know what I mean? He keeps mentioning it. But Did I you see the rally? I, I'd like to. I want to <laughs> believe that those are the qualities that he finds attractive in Donald Trump, and not necessarily the policies. I mean, of Donald Trump. But when you, I, when I, you, I, I, I think he was trying to say that Donald in the song. Trump as the Donald Trump, you know, star of The Apprentice. Yeah, but. Versus the Donald Trump denies to live against and up to all these moral standards as the leader of the free world. But but, but at this point, it's no separating it. You know what I'm saying? When you, you can't. When, you, when you put on a Make America Great hat, the same hat that the Tiki Torch motherfuckers wearing, yeah. the same messaging that the Tiki Torch motherfuckers is, you know what I mean? I feel like, you know, you're saying that you want to you wanna change it and flip the, the meaning, but you're also, you understand what the meaning is. If you even say you want to flip the meaning, you understand the meaning. So when you put mm-hmm. the hat on, you already know the type of emotions you're already going to tap in. You already know the vibe you're going to tap into. You know the movement that you're actually yeah. tapping into. It's like Damien said earlier. You know, it's like ubiquitous as the Rock Nation hat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cats wear the Rock Nation hat with the with the paper plane on it because it's it's Brooklyn, it's cool, it's Jay, it's a whole lot of things. And it's you know at this point, you put it on, you already know what it is. Yeah, it's hard it's like to separate the, <laughs> I guess, the sign from the message. But yeah, no, you know what? That's crazy. That that's, that's crazy that um, Damien said that. Yeah, as you were saying that changing the meaning, mm-hmm. that's what came into my mind was a swastika. Because that's what they did. Because well, here's they did it, and then here's an, I have these friends that um, they have this they have this rap group called Forty Seven Crew. Shouts to you know Dirty Sanchez oh, and the homies, they and they they write a Forty Seven that looks very closely like a swastika. Mm-hmm. And, you know, originally the swastika wasn't meant to be something negative, and then right. that's what they're doing. They're, that's their intention is, you know, to bring back that original meaning, like you yeah. said, but they understand that there's it's something that attracts you because it's controversial. So you look first, and then you deduce what it is, but at right. first you're looking because you think it's a swastika. Right, that's what attracts but, us. But see, I think with Kanye, he's saying he's he wants to change the meaning, flip the meaning to a, a, a meaning of love and upliftment, right. and whatever, <laughs> yeah. unity and Is shit. He saying that? Is yes. he saying that he but wants to change the meaning? Yeah, of yeah, yeah that's, I mean that's that's what he said. But he says it in the song. But but he doesn't. But he hasn't put nothing behind that. What's behind that to say that that's what you're doing? What do you mean, bro? He's you know like what I'm saying? Chilling with Kardashians and shit. I love I love Donald Trump. I'm wearing this hat. I'm changing the meaning. Better like because. Because you put He's it on, you're changing the meaning? He's making the world better one Kardashian at a time. And starting with himself. <laughs> this is the old blonde ass yay. 
This is the thing. To Will's point, I'm trying my hardest not to engage because I feel like it's right. high level trolling. Like I see 100%. it. Hundred percent. You you almost see the the strings, right? Kanye <laughs> so Kanye funny. don't get on Twitter and start Kanyeing unless he got a project, right? And no, it's, it, you almost expect it at this right. point. That's how he does it. Oh, it? I can't wait. The Ye album's coming. The rants are going to get great. Every time, people <laughs> kind of get lightweight disgusted with Ye I mean, in they, some fashion. And yeah. then the, the music redeems itself. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's a cycle. But I think this time, I'm, my question is, because I feel like this time, he playing with shit that's super sacred. Like He mm. was on uh, TMZ Today talking about, listen, slavery was 400 years ago. We could choose to to like you know what I mean whoa, to be whoa. like he on that shit yeah. and, and and this is He's wild. he said we chose to be slaves no see wow. I didn't I haven't heard the shit which is ridiculous that's, that's that's what he said. yeah that's the he's like that was a choice so but my point is he fucked this, this is the oh, thing this is wild. the thing you hope it because this is the way it gets weird you part of you're hoping that he's trolling right you're hoping that he's not mentally unstable, I right? I think that's part of the plan, It too. could be part of that, too. But this is the thing. Even if he's point. trolling, even if this is a long con, how much of his integrity is he going to lose from this? It Do don't you, matter. He's wait, looking he's, for generational wealth. You think he don't give a fuck he about his... He don't give a fuck about that shit because he's already... Does he have any integrity left? I mean, this is... Listen, man. For one, it's integrity with who? The original audience. But... He's also anticipating growth and bringing in new motherfuckers who are looking at him as. But how much of that audience, the original audience, do you think is really still? Listen, I think he's trying to listen, grow his audience. I don't think, I don't think a lot of the original listen. audience is around anymore. Oh, oh, yeah. It's you'll be you'll be surprised how many people are actually saying. Somebody just texted me. And it's like I kind of feel yeah. Do you think I'm, I can really show you right now? I, don't know if I, I think there's been a lot of attrition, like that's, a lot of people that are like, "Yo, I'm not fucking with Ye, and I'm not listening to that music when it comes out." Not yet. That's not, not yet. Not, not yet. Because I'm gonna tell it's you, I happening. listen to the right. Scoopity Poopity Poop. And that, and that shit was hard. hard. That beat was Until the scoopity poopity Until he started it. talking crazy, I was like, That Fuck. beat was, I was like, okay, yeah, wait speed. a minute. But for me, that anticipates but I think everything that's you said I, about him trolling. That's yeah. what I was about to say. I think he's the trolling. the greatest troll. Like, even the way 100%. it was designed on his website, it was a conversation bubble. It said it was mixed and mastered. It wasn't mastered because it was still choppy <laughs> and raw. Pablo or you talking about poopity poop? Poopity poopity scoopity. You know what I mean? And then when he came on with that... I was dying laughing. Right. You know, it was a everybody's troll. taking this. You know, old, I got kind of pissed off. His rant so seriously, and he's like, you know, I'm gonna fuck with him. I got kind of you know, annoyed. I was like, yo, he's fucking with us. That's what I, I took it as. And that's I fell for it. I fell for it. I was I, like, oh, he's about to go crazy right now. I was like, wait a minute. And then for a split second, I was like, what if he's like hyping it up and then the track just ends? And nothing happens. And then the scoopity poopity shit came right. on. And I was like, oh, he did something. I think, you know what I'm saying? He drops this shit. The shit makes the money it's going to make. He go does I mean, the tour that he's going to do. Motherfuckers buys the sneakers because they going to buy the fucking sneakers the and sneakers shit. terrible. I mean, and then, you know what I'm saying? He go off to the next shit. Right. Off you know what I'm saying? Next. He off to the next shit. And he, got, he might have gained some new motherfuckers. A few motherfuckers like me. You're gonna fall off, but I wasn't fucking with him since fucking since 808? Amber Rose or whatever the fuck eight oh eight. I wasn't fucking with him since then. So, so you don't, don't fuck I, with I, Kanye? I, I, Are you out? You opting out? You done? You opted out? I, I, I've, I've, I've I haven't been fucking with Kanye music since eight oh eight. You ain't like Pablo, nigga. What? I'm just trying to tell you I didn't like Kanye. 
And that, <laughs> no, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's just me. Hold on. Talk. Go ahead, say finish your thoughts. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Ask your question. Because I feel like this is a quintessential argument. Uh huh. It's when do you separate the artist from the music? Right. It, it, see, because and I, if we want to talk about fucked up crazy shit, uh -huh. there's so many fucked up crazy it, artists that do fucked no, up crazy things. No, see that we that talked has, about this. We, has nothing to do with see, music being good or bad. That's what I'm saying. This was before he was doing crazy shit. So I, it wasn't about him. You know what I'm saying? It was about I didn't I didn't really fuck okay, with you weren't fucking I wasn't with fucking music. with the music like everybody else. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't fucking with it like 808s. Gotcha. I wasn't fucking I didn't like the move. I I could see the marketing moves he was making. Just like even with the motherfucking MTV Taylor Swift shit, right? Uh-huh. That whole fucking night he came to the red carpet. He had on You don't think it was the honey? Nigga, I thought he came there to make the move. I thought he came there as the villain. He had on black Tims, all black outfit, black Tims. I'm going to wear all this black shit. Kanye ain't never wore Tims his whole career. Nah, he didn't. No, Black Tims, B. He had Tims on. I don't know if he had black shit. Black Tims, yo. I got to look at the outfit, but I don't think it was all black on. It was all, he had the black leather shirt buttoned down to his navel. But he had some. The black jeans and the black Tims with a bottle of Hennessy. First of all. Looking like Stone Cold Steve Austin. At that point. At that fucking. The black Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hey, at that fucking point, Kanye was so fucking in the fucking clouds, Hennessy was way lowbrow for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? He came there with Amber Rose. She had on the bodysuit. Grab behind. Ass. He grabbed the ass like, uh, this is my meat. It didn't, it wasn't like, this is my girl. It was a Hennessy like, grab. It was like, my meat. You know what I'm saying? He owned the red carpet with Hennessy. Come on, Hennessy dog. Grab. First of all, it would have been, if he had Hennessy on the red carpet, that shit would have been some type of high level ass sponsorship or a stunt. Right. To me, that shit was the stunt. Right. And then he then he ended the night by doing the Taylor Swift shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I see like the marketing playing and yeah. I see the trolling and I see all that shit. I just wasn't fucking I don't really like the way that, I that his don't music really was. I really feel so, like it's a conscious marketing play though. Like okay. I, I mean, I, I'm probably retarded in saying that, but I, I genuinely think no. he doesn't he doesn't care if no one listens to this music. No, you know, I, don't, I don't think I, don't he's, I think that. he's beyond it, the the idea I, you, of like I need as many eyeballs and ears for this project, and so let me initiate this there, crazy provocative. There could rant. be some truth to that, that because the platforms like, have changed now. It's different because like, you you can he can release something that'll be a hit, and because it's on title, doesn't matter whether it makes it to the radio or not. No, that's makes that's, it to the masses, that's now, so that, but that that's now. Truth to it, so. but that's now. But in those days, it was still. You know what I'm saying? You're still trying to sell shit. But to your point, I do think that maybe this whole media circus probably gets him off just as much as it used to be when he dropped an album. Because he could impact culture just through Twitter. Right. Like, you know, if you talk to people that weren't on Twitter last week, they, they, they don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. But, but see, everybody, everybody, I mean, not everybody, but that is... The the new the new fucking talent is not just what you do on your record. It's the role. It's 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 yeah, can it's you keep thing. people's attention? Currency time. now is attention. Like we talked about before. You said that. Like social currency. Like like Rihanna is like a master at fucking keeping people's attention day for day, day for day. Rihanna she, rolled the blunt on the top of her bodyguard's head for attention. You know what I'm saying? But like I, but and I that don't, shit but became a meme. It's not like Kanye <laughs> wasn't present Amazing. before he got on Twitter. No, he was always present. It's he's just the evolution. Present. Even in his absence, he's very present. It's the evolution of what he's doing. Like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, Kanye has solution. transcended a lot of shit. Like, he doesn't yeah, need so to I be around to be around. That's what I'm saying. So, like, 
I just I don't know I don't know if I feel like he's doing all of this because he needs to sell records. I feel like he's. No. Doing what do you think he's doing? What do you think? Yeah. I think he's. What do you think he's out. doing? Like, I don't they know. I don't, I don't think it's like a. I don't. I don't. I think maybe what he's saying he's doing is why he's doing what he's doing. It's his social. <laughs> I feel you know, and he's just. This, I mean, again, you can't. You can't forget that this is all leading up to the release of music. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So you can't subtract that. It's in a month. Right. And and for me, just me personally, I I don't give a fuck. So whether yeah, whether he doing it for whatever reason, I really don't really care. I checked out when he started getting all in his feelings and shit. So eight oh eight. Right, but I'm not talking about. I checked out from the music. Right. I checked out from From whatever the hell was going on with him. The extra shit. I didn't give a shit. I was like, checked out from the music or no? no? Not at all. I mean, never, never. I don't feel like I'm ever gonna check out. And that's why I like the little Scooby Doo boo boo shit. I'm like, yo, I just want to hear the music because the music's gonna be dope. And he's one of the artists I look forward to listening to more than any other artist out. Right. You look know at, what I'm saying? And I, like, and I'm, just, I'm, I'm checking for the music. Uh, yeah, I'm, so, still, I'm still checking for Jay and Kanye. Let me ask you I see, I've just never been that person for, if for you, Ye. If you support the music, do you think that you're complicit in the irresponsibility of what he's doing? I don't need to be responsible for that. <laughs> Word. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, asking, I'm asking you. He's you a feel fucking like, grown-ass man, So uh, when it Ye. comes to separating the art from the artist, like you presented. You have to. It's like I like Kobe. I'm not judging Kobe because of things that Kobe might have done off the court. Right. Am I not supposed to like Kobe because he has these issues? What does that have to do with basketball? I appreciate the the man for what. Wait a minute now. What about R. Kelly? What about Cosby? That's a little different, though. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. No, we can't say that. That's towards some places. But Cosby and Kobe, Kobe are was, almost in the same place. Uh, Kobe was not, he was not guilty of those charges. Well, Neither was, was right. R. Kelly. Agreed. We're not talking about R. Kelly. <laughs> no, we're talking about Cosby. Cosby was definitely found guilty. In Cosby. But, but, but Cosby had some different consequences. And, Kobe you know, just had to buy his girl an apology. Change our perspective about Cosby, but like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the Kobe, on the Kobe side of the idea. It's like, yeah, Kobe you know, came I, out I, I appreciate the man for what he did on the court because that's my relation to him. Right. And mm-hmm. similarly for, for Kanye, like, I didn't meet Kanye as someone who speaks on right. social and global politics. Right. No, no, I get like, that. That's not why I know him. So. I get, um, I get that. From the creative perspective of things, like I'm interested in the project, and so, you know, I'm, I'm that's, curious that's as hell to hear. I, I I'm just, looking forward to it. For, for yeah, I just, I just felt like you know, what I'm saying I didn't like at a certain point his point of view in the music kind of changed to where I didn't really, and I'm, I'm the type of person I could listen to some shit and they totally disagree with the shit, but I, I, I really feel the process of what they put into it, and I, and I, um, I value their message. You know what I'm saying? Not that I agree with it, not that it's some good shit or not, but I understand how they put it together and it it, it gels with me. Like with Ye, you know what I'm saying? A lot of the shit started gelling. It was it gelled, but then there's certain it's like certain key like points is some shit that he said. Be like, yeah, hey, I don't know if he's the type of nigga that I rock with at all. On on, I don't I don't really need to listen to it. It could probably be a difficult room to be in at times. I was more curious about. Cause I only heard the song once or twice, but the like YTI, right? Well, the alternate voice. Cause T, I think Ti has become like you said Martin Luther Ti. Ti has become Martin this, Luther Ti. 
He's become this freedom fighter. If you watch his, uh, could have been Chris Rock. It could have been a lot of people. But though. he don't you know rap. I mean? Yeah, but Chris Rock don't rap. <laughs> he don't rap. But this is the thing. Like Ti. But who kinda, else is it gonna be now again? Pusha T point, again? Like Ti wasn't really performing those verses. He was right. just no. He really reading. wasn't. He felt like he was you reading lines. I mean? like, yeah, but, so. but somebody on the motherfucking social media said, you know, what I'm saying how many people said no before he called Ti. Mm. <laughs> nah. <laughs> who else could you hear doing that though? I, I mean, besides I, what Chuck D or who like who? Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Chuck D. <laughs> Something like nah, Chuck he, D. That's, Chuck, that's D go, Chuck D ain't even gonna do that shit. Hell no. He like nah. Nigga, yeah, I just thought it was interesting because you know I'm not Ti's not on my radar, and then now Ti was like back in music. I mean, Ti like, was T. he's been back. I mean, he hadn't made he's nothing. Got an album yeah, coming up no also. Music. Well, no, 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 no. But he made music, but it didn't. It didn't stick. Those other things that he doing. I watched his Rapture, the thing on Netflix, the Mass Appeal Rapture. It was good. His in particular was really good because it talked about what got him into all of this like civil rights uh, activism, right? Mm -hmm. So basically, he's been on that. He's been now. He's been kind of heavy. He's been heavy. Like and at first, I was like, all right. Was this before or after the charges? Well, this is definitely after. This is after the charges, but this is the thing. What happened was he talked about (laughs) anything. He's in the car with his son, one I think his one of his oldest sons, right? Damani, maybe. He's driving. This is right after the Philando Castile and because it was remember, it was Philando Castile and who was the other guy that happened? Philando Castile was the one that got shot in the car, in the car with, with, his, his with his girlfriend. I can't even and remember all these guys' it's so names. So sad. Anymore. But then so the many. other guy in Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, okay. What was his name that got At shot? Sterling, Alton Sterling. Alton Sterling. So those happened like back to back, right? Right. And uh, obviously, it was, you know, justice was not served or whatever. It was some bullshit. Uh-huh. And his son in the car, they driving. His son is like, yo, you know, what can we do? Type shit. You know, a son to a father. What can we do? He was like, I don't even know what we could do. You know, I, this is beyond me. You know what I'm saying? Like, most people had this probably mm-hmm. this moment if you had kids. Or even if you didn't, it was one of those moments like, this shit is going too far. What can we do? Because the outrage was, like, boiling over. Everybody was upset. It was a lot of hashtagging and all of that shit. But people were like, well, what can be done, right? Mm -hmm. So T.I. says to his son, I don't know what it is, but the next thing we need to do has to be action-oriented. They driving, and they pull up. There's a march. They pull over. Him and his son get out. They get into the march. It's Atlanta. It's T.I. So all of a sudden, T.I. damn near starts leading the march. They leading the march to the point to where they get to some (laughs) fucking cops. And it's like, you can't go this further. It's going to be a standoff. He's standing there. He's like, yo, I'm in the moment where I see that this shit could accelerate to where it could be. It could escalate to some bullshit. And he has the voice to control the mob. He has the voice. And he said, you know what? Let's go this way. He has the voice to control the crowd and and turn it into a mob. He also said said, everybody was looking at him like, yo, T.I., what are we doing next? you're the leader. After he let him, he's like, well, what are we doing next? He's like, what? (laughs) I don't know. What do you mean? (laughs) He didn't know. He didn't know. So in that documentary, he sits down with... uh, Harry Belafonte, he sits down with, I think, John Lewis and uh, Jane Elliott. Harry Belafonte, yeah, you know, for you know, real. Some freedom fighters. You know and I mean? he's kind of talking to them like, yo, how do I do this? What do I need to know? Because I don't, you know, I ain't go to school for activism. I'm not an act. I'm a, I'm a trap. I started, I started trap music. You know what I yeah. mean? But I feel like as I've grown older, I got kids. I feel responsible to this community. I got a voice. I got a platform. How do I utilize this in a way that could be effective? And they, you know, they talk up through it. They say, yo, listen, dog, we felt the same way. We ain't know what to do with this this power. You know what I mean? It's unwieldy. You don't really, there is no right way to do it. But these are the things that we've done, blah, blah, blah. So he's been on that that path. And he's kind of self-identified as that guy now. So it only seemed right, because I think T.I. might have been one of the first people 
to call out Kanye on this shit. Because T.I.'s been like on the front lines of calling niggas out on some bullshit, even if he's cool with them. Like when Lil Wayne said what he said about Black Lives Matter, he called them to the carpet on that shit. So it was like, well, he would be a good foil for this this song. Only thing I didn't like about the song, I just felt like the production value was whack and to the point of the it felt like they were reading this shit. Yeah, they were. They like were. They were it was a conversation. Yeah, I felt they, like it they, was they a conversation. They were in the studio at the same time, yeah. and that's that's the distance I felt like because Kanye would stop and it'd be this pause, right? And then you know Ti would pick up, and so right. Um, well, from from the but, video but that they had, like you know, when you trying to create content and and moving at the speed of culture, like you're gonna have some gaps in right. some production qualities because that that does that music probably won't make the album, right. You know, no, I don't think. Like, you know, that's just yeah, the, that's just, just the lead up. That's like right. the throwaway that's shit. The, that's to keep the conversation going. That's his new Good Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, much. and then, uh, so him and we haven't. I haven't watched it, but him and Charlemagne did a uh, interview that's an hour and forty five minutes. I haven't checked it out, but I guess he talks about a bunch of shit. I heard a clip of him talking about the Jay Z situation. You know what I mean? If they ever patch it up, what did he say about that? I mean, he kind of said he said that. Uh, you know, he said. They both, I think, they think so similarly, and I think they both kind of might be a little stubborn to like really sit down and and hash it out because right. I think they both have strong feelings on either side. Like he said, yeah, I was I was hurt that they didn't show up to my um to my wedding. He was like, you know, we talk. He says he's my brother. We talk about family. If you family, you know, why weren't you at the wedding? Like if if it's business, it's one thing, but if you say it's family. Then I expect different things, and I wasn't right. mad at that. Right. You know what do, I mean? Do we know no, why they didn't show up at the wedding though? I, mean, I, don't I don't think know. they could, felt like it was. I don't well, know because it I, was I on can't TV. really say. I, ain't I mean, motherfuckers. is it really that much of a question? If I I, f- I think I know the elephant in the room for Jay Z and Beyonce is he's married to a Kardashian. Right. right. <laughs> it's a media circus. You, yeah. you know and, what I mean? Like, and it was all for spectacle. And and Jay Z and Beyonce are all about progressing the culture. Right. And I think well before Go you ahead. get there, I, I think a lot of this leads I think a lot of this started when like when Obama became president, right? And then Jay and Beyonce cozied up and became Obama. Oh, so Kanye wants his own president. No, no. Remember, but then, but then Obama <laughs> not only, jackass. but not only didn't didn't fuck with him. He called him a jackass. And he, they're both from Chicago. He's like right. He called, him, he, he called him a Yo, jackass. And Kanye got he's all his feelings you know all the time because he he did the shit on Bush. Like yeah. Bush don't care about black people. Right. And then Obama got became president and then shit it on. You know what I'm saying? And First then, black president from Chicago. Shit, from Chicago. shit's on you. Like, Damn. fuck you, in, gay. In what context did Obama say that he was a jackass? Somebody, I mean, it was after Kanye did some shit, probably one of them motherfucking stunts. And then. And he said it flat out, he's a jackass. Right. And they were like, what do you think about Kanye? Flat he's out, a though. jackass. And everybody, yo, and then jackass? Obama, Obama oh, is like oh, everybody's we? dad for the yeah. last. Yo, and, anybody that grew up without a dad, right. Obama was their dad for eight years. Exactly. And then <laughs> and then from there, didn't even know. From there, Jay-Z, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Jay-Z and Beyonce are like Obama's friends, and <laughs> Beyonce's dancing with Michelle, and they fucking going to Cuba to it open was that shit up. up. They in the system. They got in the system and left Ye out there. Yep, they leveled up and left him out because his wife isn't welcome. Right, and so I, I think he felt. I, I think he <laughs> yeah, might. I on, think bro, he might have. I bro, think he might have decided at that point, like you know what, fuck you, motherfuckers. I, I ride with my own shit and figure it out with my crazy media circus wild 
Exactly. I'm gonna be Fam. down with the next motherfucker. Woman. That's wild though. I don't know. I don't know if I, I mean, would have gone just, that route. Let me that's just that's this. just my little, you know. <laughs> let me ask y'all this, because I do know it's a lot of stunts and all of that shit with the Kardashians, right? But I don't know. Let me ask y'all y'all I look at Kanye and I look at Kim and I look at how they be tweeting for each other and shit like that. I, I feel like it is legitimate love. They might be bugged out, but I do feel like whatever they they exploit them, the fuck though. out of their life. Yeah, I mean, but I do feel like the love between the two of them is real. Okay. I mean, do you think it's real or you think it's a you think I it's I believe a partnership? I, mean, I do feel like if it is, the motherfuckers, the motherfuckers, I mean, it's, good it, for but them. it's not without those considerations. Like it, there is. Business, right, you know, they yeah. understand. Well, I mean, look at the Involved end of the day, he still that, has to pay I her back. It's like genuine, <laughs> she it's knows right. he still has to pay her. Listen, the motherfucker's got so, kids. Oh, didn't pay her back? Yeah, didn't she pay all his debts or some shit? Like get him out of. He had some crazy debts or something. Listen, shit. listen, Chris there's Jenner of, is running a mean wild. Chris Jenner running a mean program. Chris Jenner running a mean program, and her next generation is all black. That whole shit is all. She about to flip her whole shit. Her whole shit is black. That Hilarious. that woman is a, in, a created an industry. Next generation Kardashians yeah. are black, and she what created, y'all gonna do about she, it? Yeah, Nothing. it's so true. And she crea- she started this whole industry that she manufactured black girls. <laughs> and it's she insane. she had to put them together. The first generation, next She's generation, the pimp. Exactly. She's Who's the, the next generation? So was Kanye's kids, Kanye's kids, uh, fucking Tristan Thomas kids, kids, Black China's kids, mm. motherfucking Tiger's Damn, kids. They're gonna be rappers and basketball players. You know what I'm saying? The they gonna have all the genetic. They 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 genetically modified. Yeah, dog. fuck. Naturally, <laughs> and they can pay for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They can be like, you know she what? Good. Turn Who these fucking with her? Receptors on. Who fucking <laughs> with her? She's. I don't know. She got the. She, she got this. She got it rolled out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's got it. She's on it. Yeah, you know like that Tristan Thompson incident was. She's just a fucking good marketing genius. Exactly. Thought it was good business. It was good for the I business. Think, I think they what? put. Tristan I Thompson think that's one of her yeah. plays. Jesus? I think that's one. Of the, I yeah, think that I mean, was on the script. She probably sent the fucking paparazzi. She's like, listen, Tristan, saying, you better like, come outside with that girl. Right. We better see that you. First fucking, of all, first you, of all, you know what you have to do. Exactly. First of all, Cleveland, she needs some drama. He pulls up. You're in New York. You better stands in front of the hotel. With the chick just like, standing on, outside, man, super looked, tall. Then they got, looked at the camera. Then they got the camera when he inside. The camera following him as he's inside. What the fuck? Like, you want to you know what's sad about this whole shit? Like, I don't even check any of these sites or any of these gossip sites. I found this out because someone was at my job, at my desk, in my office. Sitting next to me was like, oh shit, look at how they caught Tristan. I was like, fuck. Yeah, you can't, can't even get away from it. Even, it ain't if, you, even, even right. if you make an effort right. to get away from it. Everybody else is so interested she that they're going to bring it up and they're going to talk about Chris it. Jenner and one way shit. or another, you're going to find out. Chris Jenner got that shit on Smash, man. Shouts she, to her for being the, the, fuck the real doing. fucking marketing MVP. Exactly. <laughs> she got this shit on Smash. Oh, shit. Burr. All right. Okay. I felt good. That was a good ass. I mean, we had a nice little talk. I feel like we could roll out of here now. <laughs> we got uh, you know, a little Kanye conversation. Everybody's right. been having them. Uh, yeah, I got to get more updated with all the movements. Yeah, I, I, think, I, mean, I think you should just wait for the like album. My just wait for the, I think you'll find out well everything researched. once you listen to the album. This yeah. shit is so He's real put time. everything on the album. It's so it's manic. Like, you can't be on yeah. top of this shit. This, no. shit. this motherfucker probably tweeted 11 times while we were talking. Exactly. Uh, Adriel, tell the people where you're going to be, where they can find you. Um, you can check out the, our website. It's pvlgnyc.com. 
We got, uh, you can check out DJ Get Live on Instagram, privilege underscore NYC on Instagram, Lafayette NYC underscore NYC on Instagram, uh, New York X New York on Instagram as well. So all of those places you can keep track of and keep up with all things that are going on with us. I hear that. Duck P. How could the people find you if you want them to find you? <laughs> Yo, chilling, man. I'm, in, I'm in the wind. You I'm in, in the, the wilderness. I'm in the ether. <laughs> Young Hemingway. I'm in the ether. You live in the woods. But it, but it was it was cool to to, to to hang out, you know, and kick it for a minute. <laughs> to resurface for a bit. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad, man. That's what's up. Like Bigfoot on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Muhammad. Ah, man, shit, you can catch me on the gram at Mr. Muhammad on Twitter at Mr. Muhammad. You know what I'm saying? We'll be here. Yeah, I'm going to be in town for a minute doing our thing. So, you know, reach out there. Let us know what you think. You know what I'm saying? What, what the fuck we talking about? That was fucked up. That was good, you know? Holla at us. There you go. Oh, Appreciate y'all. I forgot to mention our store, too. Come and check out our store with our backyard in yeah, the yeah. Lower East Side, 84 Clinton Street. There What's the name of it? Privilege New York. Privilege New York. Go check that shit out. First uh, flagship for in the United States. No doubt. Check that shit, out. Shit, I need to so, check that shit out. Yeah, y'all check it out. Check it out. You got the Please. Johnny Nunez capsule collection. Coming Is that out. Com- coming end, out soon? End of the month. Yeah. Oh, that's not out? Not out yet. Oh, we should have talked yeah. about that. Oh, that's dope. Shout out to Johnny oh, Nunez. Yeah. Shout out to Johnny. We need to get Johnny Photographer extraordinaire. You want to say anything about the what you got coming up about it real fast? Give him a little quick taste about what to expect? couple Different T-shirts with private um, Johnny's private photos from his personal collection, uh, from his point-and-shoot camera mm. from back in the day. And then I want to say from 90s to early through 2000s. So we went, sat, through, sat down and went through a bunch of pictures and picked out, you know, the ones that he thought were the best to start the project with. We had some, it's a photo of Big Pun. Mm-hmm. One of Cameron playing Dice, which is the one I'm wearing right now. And then there's one of Nas and Mob Deep in the club back in the day. So no doubt. they're all really cool moments in history, hip-hop history. No doubt. That's dope. <clears throat> we, That's... Ain't even, we ain't even talk about Nas, but go ahead. Nas made like half a billion recently. And then half a billion. Then Khalees said That's he whooped the ass. Shit. So shoot. <laughs> he better watch out for the Time's Up Me Too posse. Yeah. But continue. Yeah, let's continue. Uh, <laughs> damn, brother, that's a hell of a transition. Shit. On to lighter things. Uh, Comedy Knockout comes back tomorrow or uh, today, Man, actually. you got the billboards it's, everywhere. They I out see you on the subway, that's, boy. Yeah, they show up. Lay, you got yeah. the Shit. Shout okay. out to True. Shout out to the people who's been taking photos of the billboards, hitting me on them shit. Oh, there. I got one of those. Yeah. I got one of those for you. I forgot to send it to you oh, earlier. Good looking I, out. I keep seeing you yeah, on 14th Street. show this week? I got yeah. I'm uh I'm at the, I'm at Stand Up New York uh this week. I'm at the Stand uh tonight. If you listen, oh I'm at the Stand Thursday. If you're listening, I'm at the Stand Friday. If you're listening, and at the Stand on Saturday. So I'm and the Stand and Stand Up New York on Sunday. So I got shows. You're and at the uh, Stand tonight. Nah, no, 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 no. But um, also so True TV, 11 p.m. tonight. Comedy Knockout season three comes back. We got two episodes. Also, I'm at uh, the Syracuse Funny Bone, May 24th through the 27th. Tickets are on sale, so grab those. Mark. And until uh, till we see each other again or we listen to each other, whatever y'all want to do, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. Yes, sir. We out.
of it all is to be in the conversation. Conversation.